Behold, a gateway to your own past, if you wish. History is strange, it's alien, and it won't give us what we would like to have. If it's Tuesday, 8 o'clock, it's Dave Does History on Bill Mick Live. Our hour being brought to you by Gatto's Tire and Auto Service. You go to BillMick.com, headline there for the day is, It Can Be Done, and it already has been. Um, there are multiple links there. One will link you up to Dave Bowman's uh, regular podcast, the DaveBowmanShow.com. The other to Dave Does History and his bibliography of the things that he digs into to bring the information to us here every Thursday and plus on his podcasts all week long at the DaveBowmanShow.com. I just started yesterday this weekend's What the Frock, and it's been discussing what we've been discussing here the last couple of days, too. So it's a lot of fun. Make sure you catch up with that when you get the opportunity. Let's say good morning to uh, former radio partner and podcaster extraordinaire Dave Bowman. How are things in Silverdale, Washington this morning, Dave? They're good, Bill. They're good. Well, of course, that's what we're talking about. It's because everybody's talking about it, right? Well, that way, you know what? Thank God the Queen's death's out of the news. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Finally buried her yesterday. Can we finally get our flags back up to full mast? Yeah, and uh, and by the way, the queen who in death defeated the Republicans in the uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives and their announcement that was supposed to happen yesterday that they've now postponed till Friday, which you know put it where news goes to die. Friday in the end of the news cycle, I'd be making the announcement today, maybe tomorrow at the latest. And they the the dead queen defeated. The Americans, uh, once again, I'll have to clear my schedule. I can't wait to not care about that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're very ineffective, by the way, just in how they're handled. One of them. my, one of my favorite memes over the last couple of years was this meme about, I'm tired of living through historical events. I just want to read mm-hmm. about them. I don't know if you remember that one or not. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's pretty good, actually, but you're referencing the fan, pandemic and everything. That everything was else that was going on. And it, 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 it comes back to, you know, even you said this last week about, you know, I wish I, or two weeks ago, I wish I had, I wish I had learned to like history. You know, history is one At of those younger things. younger age. Yeah. yeah. History is one of those things. You either love it or you hate it. Um, Henry Ford hated history. Of course, uh, Henry Ford is pretty problematic in history, too. He once said that history is literally just one damn thing after another. <laughs> well, but, when you look at it that way, it's exactly what it is. It, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. how do we, people, what is history? I mean, I like history, but I can also major in history. There's also a history book section in my library and at my bookstore. Mm-hmm. I have a personal history. I have a web browser history that I don't share. Um, right. <laughs> what well, on occasion you do and yeah, i like that yeah what exactly is history and more importantly is this this all comes back to a question that i asked you and rod i think last week about you know as we watch what's happening particularly with martha's vineyard and some other things as well is what the news media is doing history is is there reporting on this stuff? Is what we're seeing right now is that does that qualify as history? 
And if it, it will to archaeologists, I think, in the future, as they go back looking at these records that were created, they're going to think that news was a, a, a in time with events, congruent with events, reporting of what was going on. So it's going to maybe give it more credibility than you and I do with our political look on it every day. Well, I have a, subscri- a subscription to newspapers.com, and I like to go back and read newspapers from 100 years ago, even though I know, Bill, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read the stories from the newspapers. So if you want to read about the Battle of Midway, you'll find that the newspapers get virtually nothing right. Is it still qualified as history? It'll be credited as that. Mm. Whether it's accurate or not is the question, I guess. The truth is that history is more art than science. And once we understand that and we start to define what it is actually is, it'll make our lives a lot easier to, uh, to start to understand and unravel some of this stuff. And we're going to look at that today on Bill McLeod with Dave Bowman as Dave does history right here. We continue in 60 seconds on 92.7 FM WMMB. Dave Bowman with us as Dave does history on Bill McLeod every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Dave, you said something interesting that hit, that history is more art than science. What do you mean? Well, if you go major in history, what kind of degree do you get? Do you, do you get a degree in science or degree in arts? Right? Uh, okay, that's a start. But but really, there's more to it. Are than you that. saying there's creativity in it? Is that what yes, you're trying to tell us? I'm absolutely saying that there is a lot of creativity in history, and there, because there has to be. What what are we talking about? Let's define it. Now, I know some of you guys out there are going. Some of you guys and gals are going. Where the hell is he going with this? Stay with me. Because when we get to the end of this, you're going to go, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe I should look at things differently. History is both written and oral. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to be careful on this oral side because it's not necessarily performance art like, you know, I'm reading Homer or the Iliad to you. But there is an element of oral history to it. I mean, I'm Jewish. The entire Torah come down to us as oral history. Alex Haley and Roots. Bingo. But the second problem, the second item here that we got to consider is that history is more feast than famine. There is far, far too much to record than can ever be actually told in a story. I mean, literally, if you had to do a real time, what's history, you know, real time stream of consciousness, you'd never be able to read it. It'd be like YouTube. There's too much there to actually even see. So you have to speaking of YouTube. Are we doing better at that with YouTube, Twitter, other social media? Is it better documented than it's ever been, even though there's slant on every bit of it? Well, there is, but I don't know if you're doing better of it, but if you were trying to, if you were trying to get a comprehensive history of humanity via Twitter, you'd never be able to succeed because there's too much there to actually to actually go through. You couldn't do it. glean anything from it. It's so disparate and it's so, man, we could get into a conversation here about free will. We could, uh, there's any direction you could go, but I, but I don't want to do that. I want to give you an absolute definition of what history is. You ready? Okay. Everybody get your pencils, write this down or hit your record button. History is a humanistic prose narrative of events based on a systematic inquiry into words, deeds, ideas, con- ideas, conflicts, and sufferings, which occurred in the past and have left verifiable evidentiary trails in the present. That's a lot of words, right? 
keywords, verifiable evidentiary trails. Humanistic prose narrative. What is humanistic? Well, history focuses on what's happened between human beings. I know there's geological history and those sorts of things, but for our purposes, history is what has happened between humans. It's a prose narrative. It is not poetry. It's not a performance art piece. It's actual account. It's actual retelling of a story. And of course, as you said, it has verifiable evidentiary trails. It has valid evidence. And that's the kind of evidence that's presented in a court of law, not a novel or a film or something like you can just make stuff up. I mean, I guess you could. We've had people do that when it comes to history books, but that's not really the that's not really the reality of what we're trying to do. Dave, let me hit you with a text that came in while you were giving us the definition of history. Friend of mine says, I'm listening. History is facts. It is events. There isn't opinion. It is facts. It's black and white. Uh, It's saying it's not up for interpretation. And that may be what we want it to be. I think it's far from that, to be honest. It, it, it actually, I mean, we'd all like for it to be that. Yeah. But reality is because of the way history is accumulated, the way it's, the way it's, you know, put together, it is more art than science, which makes it more subject to the, to the person who's writing it or telling it. It makes it more subject to their biases and their choices, which is what we're going to get into here in a minute. Such as your delve into the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist Papers. Right. and Because they had their spin on what was going on, too, and great arguments about it. And, and we've got that documented history that they were arguing about that. Right. And so you get into things like, here's a, here's a book on the Anti-Federalist. I'm hoping holding it up for Bill to see so he can see how big that is. Yeah. And yet I'm only using the 18 letters of Brutus. I've made a choice as to the part I'm going to, to deal with. The best definition, though, of history is actually the actual meaning of the word. It's a Greek word, comes down to us from the time of Herodotus. It is a word, the, the, the word is simply historia, which doesn't mean what we think it means when it comes to history. I mean, it, it, is, it does mean history, but the original meaning of the word historia is to make an inquiry, to investigate something, to go into depth about what it's it's the second question. The first question is, what is this? The second question is, why is it this way? Or how did it get to be this way? History is the answer to the second question of Historia. It's an inquiry, and it's an inquiry that, by its own nature, causes us to look at things somewhat oddly because we're human beings. And we can't cover everything. That's the problem. You can't be everywhere. As the British would say, CBE. So what are the important events to document? What are the things that advance society or change society or what? Well, who decides that, Bill? Who actually decides what goes in this history book? To the victor go the spoils, my friend. Well, wouldn't that be the person that's actually writing the history? Uh, yeah. So the question then you got to ask yourself is, why are they writing this history? What is it about this event, this interaction between human beings that has a verifiable trail of evidence. Yeah. That's, that's Dave does history. Dave questions history as we continue on this Tuesday on WMMB. I'm Bill Mick with WMMB Radio in Melbourne, Florida, where we have a governor that will actually stand for what's right. 
My show airs mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern. Every day we discuss news, politics, and social issues that impact us all. Tuesdays in our 8 o'clock hour, Dave joins me for something we call Dave Does History, where Dave brings us events from our past that contain lessons for right now. To listen live, find WMMB on the iHeartRadio app. Dave Bowman brings Dave Does History. Tuesday mornings at 8 on Bill Mick Live. Gatto's Tire and Auto Service bringing you the hour. Dave is with us today. SpaceLaunchSchedule.com, the latest on uh, launch coverage from them and on demand at BillMick.com. Just hit the on-demand section. Look for uh, rocket launch coverage. You'll see it right there, all from SpaceLaunchSchedule.com. Dave, you asked us an interesting question as we closed our first segment. And, and history being the why of it and reasons for bringing history into play what are you, what are you what are you putting on here as you investigate history itself today well even as i sit here i'm watching my news my local news and i'm seeing stories about covid and i'm seeing stories about wait a that. minute the president declared it over the other day on 60 minutes come on it's done right but it's still there's still these stories that gotta bring up and so it's it it, it's intriguing as you think about these stories. Why are they telling me this story? What what did we do to get here? I want to I want to look at actually two news stories from the past year that okay. have happened as our examples. The first is of course the Martha's Vineyard thing. We'll, we're we'll, we're going to talk about the Martha's Vineyard event <laughs> stunt, whatever you want to call it. The other one I want to talk about comes from here. So we've got both both states representative. We had a football coach, a high school football coach, who was fired. And his case went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And I want I want those two stories in the background. And as we talk about some of these concepts, we're going to draw those two cases in and see what we can learn about the reporting, the history of those cases. Okay, now, very cool. Now, I would submit to you that there are four reasons for recording history. Now, there may be some other minor ones, and these four are not independent. In other words, they overlap one another. But if you can determine this, the primary motivation, when I asked that question before, why, why make your inquiry? Why write history? Generally speaking, it's going to fall into one of these four categories. The first is entertainment. I'm just trying to tell a story to entertain people, you know, around the campfire or write a book that, that people will enjoy and, and, and that sort of thing. The second is I want them to learn something. You know, this is... Uh, this is an important lesson. Today is the day that George Washington gave his farewell address. And I have an article up here about four lessons we can take from Washington's farewell address. Okay. The third is analysis. We're going to delve into why did this happen? We, we, we don't care about entertaining you. We're not trying to learn anything. We're trying to find out what actually happened here. Imagine doing analysis on, on, on uh, Dr. Fauci's actions during the pandemic. Right. Oh, we've done plenty of that through the years. But is that also aimed toward taking appropriate action off of history's lessons? It here? can be. It's not necessarily the case, but it can be. You could, always, you could, yeah. you could overlap analysis and learning. Okay, what okay. lessons are we going to take from this? But I think the overwhelming reason why people write history, no matter whether you're talking Herodotus right down to today, to the historians of today, the primary reason people write history is to celebrate it. They, they want to celebrate great events. And this is what Thucydides says in his opening lines of his book is, I don't want people to forget about these great things. There's overlap in those four reasons. 
but what what which of those four reasons a particular writer or storyteller chooses determines what they're going to select if i want to tell a great celebratory story i'm not going to tell you about the bad things am i right i'm not going to tell you about the things that that might upset you or that you know the woke people the woke people might focus on their their element and they're not going to tell you the celebratory part the choices that are made in telling of history i know we say this history is supposed to be facts it doesn't care there's a famous saying from a japanese guy about that but reality is what we're reading on the page or seeing on the page or hearing in our ears has been chosen by the person who made that choice based on whatever their of those four motivations was those decisions being editorial on their part. Exactly. And there's so much information about something. I mean, just think about what went into this Martha's Vineyard story. Just think about every action that caused that airplane to take off from wherever it took off in Florida. You had to have a legislator. You had to have a governor. You had to have illegal immigrants. You had to have people that moved them from Texas. You had to have so many people making decisions, and you can't possibly cover all of that. And then you've got to go to other locations where they establish their sanctuary state laws saying we're right. going to be a sanctuary for these people. Right. Bring them to us. What went into yeah. all of that? And all those yeah. choices go into those four reasons, which lead to the history that we read and determine how we interpret that history. And we're going to talk it as we continue on Bill Mick Live, Gatto's Tire and Auto Service, making this hour of the show possible. You know, I've trusted Gatto's for years, and Brevard's trusted them for far longer than that. Gatto's been serving this community with quality repair, maintenance, and tires for your vehicle for over 50 years. Three generations of the Gatto's family bringing that service to you. My truck with over 104,000 miles on it operates like a top, and it's because I trust Gatto's to take care of it at every turn. You can do that as well. Six locations around the county. Always specials going on. You can check with them. Immaculately clean locations, quality people who don't say you've got to do this. They tell you what's recommended for the car or what they recommend after their investigation. You make the calls to what you do. For me, for you, you got to go to Gatto's. I appreciate them bringing you this hour of the program. Dave Bowman doing history for us this morning. So choices in what history is covered and what portions of history are covered, Dave. A lot going into it. Like you said, you can't put everything in the record. You can't. Let, let, let's go back to this football coach up here that was fired, this high school football coach. You probably heard about the story. It was a Supreme Court case. It's been going yeah, on for was three, it a five Christian years. school or was he just praying with it's, his kids? It's not a Christian school. Into the game. It's, not a a pub, it's a public school, but he okay. is demanding his First Amendment right, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. pray at midfield. Now, the first question you got to ask is, was he actually fired? As a historian, don't you have to answer that question? Was he fired and why was he fired? That <laughs> and, would seem to be reasonable, yeah. And believe me when I tell you this, despite the Supreme Court's ruling, it's not 100% clear that he was actually fired. His contract well, expired. See, you've got the local news accounts, right? No, this, <laughs> this actually comes from the Supreme Court docket. Really? It's not clear that he was actually fired. Yeah, I try not to read the local papers. Um, <laughs> then you got a question, Bill. What if he wasn't actually the head coach? I mean, all the papers around the country are reporting that he's the head coach because that's what they reported. But why would you report that if if it might not actually be the case? Well, if you go back to those four reasons, 
celebration, analysis, learning, and entertainment. What mm-hmm. are you trying to prove here? What If you look at the story from who's writing it and what is their motivation, that's going to change the choices that they make in this case. What happens when you read the whole history of the case at the Supreme Court? If you read one history of it, whether that's the Seattle Times or whoever, they'll tell you that it's about the First Amendment, the right to the right to pray at, at midfield. If you read another one, it might be about, hey, this is a violation of the Establishment Clause, and it's a clear violation of that. And yet a third might focus on why is all there why is there all this confusion? And why, if the Supreme Court has ruled that he has to get his job back, doesn't he have his job back? You see, all these choices that have to go into this making of this history and you, you know, you stand there and you go, well, what's the real, what's the total story? How are we supposed to, as individual people, ever get our heads around this stuff? Because again, there's so much information here, and, but each person that's telling the story is telling it from one of those four, one of those four motivations. And they're making the choice that determined that is determined by that selection because they want you to come to a specific conclusion. So they're being persuasive in their argument or trying to be. He doesn't have his job back. I thought he had his nope. job back. I thought the ruling did it. The ruling said he has to have his job back, but he doesn't have his job back. Isn't that interesting? What's he, is he sitting out there waiting? Is he I mean, is there another lawsuit for him and saying, I want my job back if it was my well, job ever to start with? In the words of one newspaper article, with one history of this case, um, he's making the conservative victory tour. Oh, really? That's interesting. More on this and the Martha's Vineyard event as we look at recent history and wonder what we're looking at, apparently. Dave Bowman with us on Bill McLive. Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pint Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out where we talk about two beers and And everything stuff. Listen to (laughs) Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch Bill's Mick Nugget Daily at 5.30 during Sean Hannity on WMMB. Those McNuggets, you might say, are daily recording of history, at least the history of something we've talked about every day on Bill Mick Live. And whatever caught my attention gets me to write that little one-minute diatribe about whatever it is. And you can find it uh, at BillMick.com or the Bill Mick Live iHeartRadio channel, the podcast section there, so you can uh, catch up with it. Dave does history. We're looking at what is history exactly through the eyes of a couple of stories here. We were talking about the Washington football coach who may or may not have been the head coach and may not may or may not have been uh, fired at all. That's an interesting look. Depends on who writes it as to how you hear it, Dave. Exactly. And even in your McNuggets, you had to make a choice. What am I putting in here? Yeah, and absolutely. Subconsciously, I don't know that you consciously thought about it, but I bet you do from now on. You're you're thinking about one of those four reasons. What am I trying to do here? Am I trying to educate? Am I trying to entertain? Am I trying to analyze or celebrate something? And if you call the humor part celebration, I try to go for that as much as I can. Not always, but but yeah. And there's some of each in all that. It could be, and they overlap. 
and if you understand Bill's motivation, what is he actually trying to to do here? It it can change how you look at that stuff when you want people something good to listen to during Sean Hannity. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Hannity does a three hour show, so I have a place to put a McNugget. That's why. Boy, don't even get me started on that. Anyway, um, so we have this big event, this Martha's Vineyard event, which, you know, look, you've said it. I've said it. It's still developing. It, it It's still developing, but it's a stunt. I mean, there's no two ways about that. Now, exactly. The fact that it's a stunt might be our analysis of it. But the oh. truth of the matter is, is that much of the conservative media that's reporting this is celebrating this. They are absolutely putting this out there as celebratory type stuff. Look, look at this great thing the the Satanists did. Um, whereas the leftist media that's that's putting this out there, what are they trying to do? They're trying to educate, or what? It, it, you know, that's a that's a broad term. Their base, they're the people that read that. They're making the choices that will make them see this as some sort of illegal act or some sort of proof that all Republicans are, you know, Satan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so the analysis and learning coming together again. Exactly. Then. But w- when you focus on the reason that they're doing it, that affects the choices that they make. You're not seeing you're not seeing every fact about this story in in every story that's being written. Conservatives are leaving out the, the parts that they don't like. Leftists are leaving out the part that they don't like. And yet it's all being presented as. This is the history of this event. Now, we're seeing it in real time. But what happens 10, 25 or even 100 years from now? Somebody's got a newspapers.com subscription and they're going back and reading this. Do they apply the same historia, the same inquiry into the story that that perhaps we think should be done right now? Do they look at it the same way? Look at what cancel culture is doing with John Wayne and and other figures from history applying today's standards to what went on then. That is an interesting thing that you brought in because the simple fact of of human history is that tyrannies hate history that is celebratory. They hate it. They can they can modify history to educate, entertain. This is many true. You know, this is 1984. They can modify or control history that's entertaining, educational, and analytical. They can't modify history that's celebratory. So anytime you get a tyranny of any nature, it tends to destroy, erase celebratory history. So why are statues being torn down? Is it, is it wokeism or is it we're trying to erase celebratory history? Now, maybe you celebrate the history of those statues or whatever. Maybe you don't. But somebody does. Somebody wanted to, as Thucydides said, somebody wanted to have this history remembered. Mm-hmm. If you tear it down, there's no celebration. There's no there's no unity. There's no people going, hey, this this unites us. This is this is what we we love. These are the stories that that inspire us. We talked it here last week, Dave, with the commission that was put together for West Point and recommending that all references to Robert E. Lee. The statues, the buildings named, the documents either be moved, hidden, or or otherwise replaced so there's no public reference, even to the point that one of the child care centers in the Lee area, they they named an entire area after Robert E. Lee, and they, they have to take his name off of it because 
he became a Civil War general on the wrong side of history. And what's and the motivation? The commandant of the place. Right. And what's the motivation? The, the, the original history tellers were trying to tell you they were trying to celebrate something and perhaps even to a degree entertain. Or maybe they were trying to, to teach you something because Robert E. Lee, whatever faults he may have had, was a very, um, you know, he was a gentlemanly type guy. He was a he was a guy who believed in certain behaviors. The, Back to the, your federalist, anti-federalist discussion. He was a guy from his state, and that's where his loyalty was first. Otherwise, he'd have been a union general. Indeed. And and that's those are behaviors that they want emulated. The, the original people wanted emulated, and so they focused on that history. These folks, they don't like the celebratory act. Uh, they don't like the celebratory aspect of it, so they have to destroy that so that it's erased. And as Thucydides would have said, now we don't remember. When we look at Martha's Vineyard, we have to ask ourselves, what is the reason for the history as told so far? Which, whatever you watch, whatever you read, are you asking yourself that question? Why are they telling me the story this way? Which of those four does this fall into? Because if we see it as entertainment, analysis, education, or particularly celebration, that's, uh, that's the issue. And that's what makes it more art than science. And tyrannies want to tear it down well that's going to happen you know what's going to tear dave down if he comes back to florida i heard him talk about this on his podcast uh what the frock just this morning i was listening to it come back to florida a hurricane's going to tear dave down because he speaks so badly of our native land here in jest predominantly anyway dealing with hurricanes ogalley electric has your solution for keeping power keeping your home running normally but the thing is Get the Generac home standby generator before the storm shows up. You call them five days before the storm hits. They don't have time to get it in and done. There's permitting. There's other things. Preparation has to be done. But they do have these Generac home standby generators in stock ready to install for you and have you ready for the storm. Call O'Galley Electric today before it's uh, more of a necessity that it's going to be after the storm. Okay, because you, you've got to get it done early. Three, two, one. 425-3343 or online at eg-electric.com. That Generac home standby generator has you beating the storm. That is the name of the game. Dave Bowman with us doing Dave Does History. Dave, letting you know, I've got a couple of phone calls coming in there on hold if we get time. Let's get to your points here on what are we doing with this what history? I, what I want been? people to take from this this morning is when you watch the news, I, I submit to you that the news is history. Whether you're reading in a newspaper, watching on TV, listening to it on the radio, listening to it from Bill, listening to it from me. But you need to understand that old history falls broadly into one of those four categories or perhaps overlaps a little bit. But there are choices that are made behind it. I make choices in the history I talk about. Bill makes choices in the history that he writes about in his McNuggets. Those people made choices as well based on what their motivations were. And if we understand that those choices are made, and what the reason for those choices are, we can be more discerning in our own historia, our own inquiry into human interactions throughout all of time. Which is what we deal with every day here. Dave, our first phone call. Line one, you're on Bill Mick Live. Good morning. Caller, go right ahead. And that's why you have to listen on the phone. And Dave is going nuts. I'm watching him on the video. Dave's going, Dave hates callers, by the way, on his show anyway. And uh, yeah, here's the deal. No call screener. I put you on hold when your call comes in. You listen on the phone. Otherwise, you're 15 seconds behind us because we have a delay because 
Dave may throw an F-bomb at us. Line two, you're on Bill Make Live. Good morning. Hello, Dave. It's Bill. Great program. Thanks, Mario. I have a question. Is it a little bit lopsidedly connotative to refer to uh, the, the governor DeSantis when he's bringing them up to Martha's Vineyard uh, as as uh, as a son, whereas here people refer to Democrats picking up uh, illegal aliens in Texas and sending them to Florida as a stunt. Interesting question, Mario. Dave, how do you see it? Thanks well, for the call, again, again, I think it all depends on you know who's saying it and what is their reason for of those four reasons and what choices did they make in doing it. I say it's a stunt because, well, it was for one thing. But number two, um, stunts aren't necessarily bad. I mean, I go to stunt shows all the time with airplanes flying real close to each other. Just because it's a stunt doesn't make it bad. They were, in DeSantis's view, I think he's trying to make a point. Did I think he, he's done it. Like I said last point? hour, I hope it's a spark that starts the fire of change of immigration in this country. Right. Will it do it? I don't know. The history will tell. History will tell. And depending on how you look at that history and how you interpret that history will, will affect. And this is what I said yesterday, how you feel about the stunt says more about you than it does the actual event. Yeah, that's a good point. Line one, you're on Bill Mick live. Good morning. Good morning, Bill and Dave. How you doing? We're well, what do you think here? Well, when uh, Bill uh, risks his show every Wednesday, we bring up topics. Um, I, I kind of brought up something about Martin Luther King Jr. About if you race everything before, and you're not, and you wonder why Martin Luther King, an example, kind of gets to that point where he's coming out of a mountain in Washington for his monument. I mean, um, I'm just going to listen to you, but um, wh- what are we doing with erasing everything and, and getting to these points now, to where everything's getting judged now and taken out of context now? And uh, so, I'm just going to listen to you and uh, thank you. Clarify the question for me, real quick. Where are we getting with what? Oh, I know well, what he's talking about. Well, when we get to Martin Luther King Jr., um, if, if we erase everything that happened that was bad before him, like taking out Confederate generals and taking out anything that's offensive now, and we're not going to know why Martin Luther King Jr. got to that point. Okay, let me let Dave get to the answer. Go ahead, Dave. This is, this is what's called presentism. It's the worst mistake anybody can make in interpreting history, which is you interpret history based on your own current, history, your own cultural values now. But this is also a great example of this. All the bad things about Martin Luther King have been erased. And we, the people who are telling his story now are celebrating the good things, and that's their choice. And so they've made their editorial choices, their historical choices, to tell you the good things. The same is true in reverse. They're, they're telling you that all of this other stuff, this celebration, the, 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 preview, the Civil War issues and stuff like that, is bad, so that has to be erased. It's again, it's presentism, but it is also serving the purpose of making the editorial choice to get rid of history that might motivate somebody to disagree with with the history that they want you to to see. Dave, on this issue, I know that you're not a big novel reading guy. Get the Bishop's Pawn by Steve Barry. It's about the MLK assassination and what. He actually believes, went on around it. It's a fictionalized version. He's actually discussed it with the King family. The Bishop's Pawn, it's an introduction to his character. It's probably six books into the series, maybe more. Uh, And it's an introduction to the start of this character in The Bishop's Pawn because uh, it's very well done about that very topic. Yeah, in my copious free time, I'll get on. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, it's worth your read. It's historic fiction, and he's always got a tie to current events and the like. And plus, it's a tour of Florida with a major event happening right here in Melbourne. It was really cool. I know. That's a big book, Dave. Shut up. One quick call before we leave. Line three, you're on Bill McLeod. Morning, Bobby by the beach. Hey, Bobby, make it quick. We're down to about a minute here. You get those four points into a minute. And I think the census is, it was a reaction. It was a reaction to the fact that over the middle of the night, everybody's not talking, right? That they were dumping these illegal immigrants in Florida. And that's what triggered DeSantis is when the city of Jacksonville, which is very big and doesn't flex their power often, right. found out that they were these immigrants in the middle of the night without any notification from the federal government at all. Bobby, appreciate it. Glad you got it in. Dave, we got uh, 30 seconds for you to wrap us up here. Think of all the human beings that went into that choice to do that. And which one of those do we choose to tell that story? And what's our motivation for telling that story? And if we understand those things, then we uh, we begin to interpret Historia, our own inquiry, better, I think. Gatto's Tire and Auto Service made the hour possible. Today's McNugget, the sheriff investigates. Ron DeSantis. Dave Bowman, thank you as always. TheDaveBowmanShow.com. Dave, we'll see you next Tuesday.